Welcome to Storytime with Geostry. Let's continue Slacker by Gordon Corman. Chapter 15, Cameron Boxer. Things were changing, and I didn't like change. When I walked down the hall, people I didn't even know said hi to me. Some of them wanted to stop and talk about the positive action group and the heroic thing I did last Saturday when that lady almost drowned herself in her own kitchen. Worse, they all wanted to join the PAG. And even if they didn't, their parents wanted them to. The sign-up sheep were full of names, and Mr. Fanbout said we had to have another meeting to decide on our next project. And this time, we couldn't use the music room because we had too many members. We had to find a place that could fit everybody. I got called to the office to be congratulated by the principal and the assistant principal and the other assistant principal and the other other assistant principal. Dr. LaPierre wondered how it could be that he'd never met me before. And I was tempted to say that was no accident. That was part of a very careful plan. Well, that plan was falling apart with every passing hour, thanks to the positive action group. Everybody knew me now. Students, teachers, administrators, even the lunch ladies were loading up my tray with extra broccoli and mashed potatoes. I'd worked so hard to create a bubble around myself, letting in only the people and things that really mattered. That bubble was totally gone. We should have seen it coming, Pillow told me, as we stopped at my secret locker. The one I used so the teachers wouldn't know where to find me. Technically, there was always a chance that the PAG would catch on. It's Mrs. Klebner's fault, I complained. Why couldn't she have been more careful? What's so bad about the positive action group? Asked Chuck. It turned out to be a lot of fun. I opened the locker, and the smell nearly knocked the three of us over. Perfume. Strong, sickly sweet, and floral. Dude! Paywell exclaimed. Don't you ever air out your gym shoes? That's not it, Chuck said breathlessly. Look! There, atop the pile of sweaty socks and old t-shirts, sat a folded piece of pink stationery. Someone must have slipped it in through the vent in that door. I picked it up delicately, between thumb and forefinger. That's where the stink was coming from, all right. I headed for the trash can. Don't you want to see what it says? Asked Chuck. I shook my head. It reeks. That's all I need to know. You'll have to find out who it's from, Pavel reasoned. Whoever it is knows about your secret locker. The instant I unfolded the page, the smut tripled. Dear Cam, I want to tell you that what you did was just amazing. Everybody says you're a hero, but I know you're much more than that. You're a superhero, even though you don't have special powers or whatever. Ooh, chill, Chuck. Cam has a girlfriend. Romance is in the air, added Paywell, his nose wrinkled. My gaze skipped down the page. All the eyes were dotted with little hearts, and there was a red lipstick impression of a kiss in the bottom corner. It finished, your fellow pagger. Katrina Bundy. I felt my ears burning. 
bad enough to have a secret admirer, but why did it have to be my sixth grade kid sister's sixth grade kid friend? No wonder she found this locker. Melody must have told her about it. Chuck read over my shoulder. What's a pagger? I think she means P-A-G-er. Pavel mused. It's kind of catchy, actually. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, I said sourly. Not really, Pale reasoned. She has a crush on you, so she's calling attention to the things you have in common. You're a couple of paggers. What could be sweeter than two young paggers in love? Chuck chimed in. I tore the note into confetti and threw it in the trash. If you morons want to not be my partner for Rule the Road, then keep up the good work. I'm leaving. I slung my backpack over my shoulder and stormed out on it. I calmed down a little on the walk home. It was the first time all day that I had taken three steps without hearing my name coming from some unfamiliar moth. That was when I noticed a bright red Dodge Charger driving very slowly, matching my pace. The passenger window rolled down and the driver leaned across the empty seat. Cameron Boxer? It was a question, which was a good sign. It meant he didn't know for sure. I shoved my hands in my pockets and kept going, eyes straight ahead. With a squeal of tires, the charger lurched past me, then bumped off onto the curb to cut me off. The back door was thrown open. Get in the car! Barked a girl's voice. I backed away and peered inside. There sat the most drop-dead gorgeous girl I've ever seen. She had long, dark hair and green cat eyes that glowed like the emeralds and bejeweled. She wore a cheerleader's outfit, short skirt, tight top, black boots with silver tassels. Two massive pom-poms lay on the seat. I knew her. Everybody did. She was Jennifer Del Rio, a senior at Sycamore High, head cheerleader, homecoming queen, and this year's grand pal of the Friends of Fuzzies. Get in! She insisted, and when I took the seat beside her, she reached around me and slammed the door shut. Drive, Tony. We peeled away, thumping off the curb. The car's locks ominously strapped, snapped shut. She fixed me with her bejeweled stare and slammed a newspaper clipping between us. Explain this. It was Audra Clinker's article. Well, I explained. We were helping with the senior citizens' garden project, and I noticed something in the apartment building next door. Do you think I waste one sleepless second stretching over what some middle schooler noticed in the apartment building? She demanded. It was a trickle of water, I supplied. I don't care if it was dragon's blood. What is this positive action group, and where do you get off doing community service on my turf? Your turf? I echoed. The good deeds around here are done by the friends of Fuzzy, and you know that. Everyone knows that. That's the way it is, added Tony, scowling at me in the rear view mirror. I was bewildered. Can't we all do good deeds? They're, you know, good. Jennifer Del Rio wasn't nearly as attractive when her face twisted into fury, her full lips disappearing into a thin line. Pretty soon, my college application is going into Harvard, and I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at them. 
every piece of civic service or charity or good citizenship that could possibly happen in a one-horse town like Sycamore is going to be on there. I'd love to put that I help the senior citizens clean up their garden, but I can't because a bunch of snot-nosed middle schoolers beat it to me. Tony turned around, peering over the seat and completely ignoring the road ahead. That wasn't very nice of you, he admonished. I'm on your side, I told Jennifer, and it was the truth. The PAG is a pain in my butt. So what's the problem, she demanded. Mr. Fan, I'm the guidance counselor, I explained. He loves the PAG. It was up to me, I'd drop it in a heartbeat. Jennifer refolded her long legs, the tassels on her boots sparkling. See to it that it is up to you. She peered out the window. This is your stop. I followed her gaze. We were in the middle of nowhere, outside the town limits, driving along a two-lane rural road. No, it isn't. Tony pulled over to the shoulder. Jennifer says this is your stop, so this is your stop. The locks clicked open, but my house is really far from here. The head cheerleader opened the door for me. I like a nice walk. It's a great chance to think about what's really important in life. It took me 45 minutes to get home. Thank you for listening. Bye, until next episode. Mm-hmm.